Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, Kate. Hey. I'm joined once again by our fabulous head coach, Kate Zetars. Uh, and today we are going to talk about a topic that we really want to make sure that uh, you copywriters know, especially your, you new copywriters, and that is the number one spec ad mistake that new copywriters make. So Kate, can you take us quickly through what a spec ad actually is for those of those listeners who don't know? Absolutely. Yeah. Spec ad. So when you're first starting out, you know, you need to prove that you can write copy. And so one of the ways to do that is to create a spec ad, which is essentially a fake ad, an ad that, um, you know, it can be any medium that you want it to be for any company you want it to be. It can be for a made up company. It can be for a real company. Um, and, you, you know, you go through the same process that you would with with uh, an actual project, write the creative brief. Um, and make sure you're sticking to it. And then that way you can show it in your portfolio and put it in your portfolio, labeling it as spec ad and say, you know, this was a project for um, uh, Build-A-Bear Workshop. <laughs> That's what we're coming up with today. Build That's a, a valid bear. choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're, you know, writing this email because there's a special on Build-A-Bears. You buy one, get one. Uh, this was the challenge. Here's how I went about solving it. And you can really show your process just as you would with with an actual project. Um, and so with a spec ad, one of the great things you can do too is, you know, if you have an actual idea for a company or something that you want to create, that's that's one way to do it and to show how you're thinking and show your process. Um, yeah. Did I miss anything on that? 
No, I think that was yeah. great. Um, and as Kate said, I do want to emphasize that in your portfolio, you will mark it as spec. You're not trying to trick yeah. anybody into thinking that you were hired by these companies that you weren't hired by. Um, and when companies see spec pieces in your portfolio, they also don't hold it against you. Yeah. No company is going, oh, well, Build-A-Bear didn't really hire them. Right. All they're looking for in those spec pieces is to see that, first of all, that you are good at writing copy. Uh, and second of all, well, okay, so three things, actually. First, that you're good at writing copy. Second, uh, that you they can get some understanding of the process, how you think, how you strategize. And the third point is actually what we are talking about in today's episode because it's the third point that a lot of new copywriters either want to skip or try to skip. Uh, and what is that third point, Kate? It is working with the designer and not mm -hmm. designing the ads yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. When you are a working copywriter, you're not going to be designing anything. And quite frankly, you probably shouldn't be. The vast, vast majority of people are either verbally gifted or visually gifted. So they're either really great at coming up with copy or really, I mean, not really great, you know what I mean? But people <laughs> are going to tend to be either um, either good at coming up with copy or good at being a designer if they're creative. Yeah. Um, they're two both valid careers and takes a lot of time to learn both. And so I think a lot of people, a big mistake is spreading yourself too thin right from the beginning and say, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to be one-stop shop. I'm going to design and I'm going to write copy versus really honing in and becoming an expert at copywriting before mm -hmm. kind of deciding whether it makes sense to branch out or not. Yeah, absolutely. And part of what your portfolio demonstrates is that you are able to collaborate with designers because in the real world, when you're out there working, you're not going to be designing for yourself. You're either going to be literally collaborating with a designer, you know, sharing something on screen and, and suggesting tweaks each of you can make, um, or, which I'm finding happening more and more often, um, you send your copy through to your client and your client sends it to their designer. But it's not going to be you that's doing the design. So you don't want to have pieces in your portfolio that show you as the designer because that's not how it is in real, real life. And also, too, because we are not gifted designers, we're not professional designers, what ends up happening is that you put together a piece that just that looks subpar. And what we put on our portfolio sites is really our best foot forward. So if you're putting things on your site that actually don't look that good, mm -hmm. someone coming to your site is going to assume that you can't tell the difference between creative that looks good and creative that doesn't look good. And that's not the impression that you want to send. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing as copywriters, we don't need to be good at design, but we need to know, people need to know that we know the difference between what is an effective design and what isn't. Um, and as you said, it's it's very clear when you've designed something yourself. It is. And, you know, and as much as like sites like Canva make it seem like it's really easy and you can just put it all in a template. Well, here's the thing. As we know with writing, templates don't work with writing because the messages need to be changed and they need to be rearranged by a professional like us. The same thing works for, you know, a template might work for if you're putting up a poster for a rec center. Then, yeah, you can probably swap out a headline. But for a professional ad, you would know no company would ever use a template from Canva to create a professional ad. And so when you as a copywriter are trying to skip that step of finding a designer and using trying to use Canva or trying to do something like that, what you end up with is something that just doesn't 
doesn't put your best foot forward. Yeah. And it doesn't communicate the copy in the way that you want it to be communicated. I think one of the biggest things I see is it's unclear what's, what's the headline, what, which line is intended to be the focus, what line is intended to be the body copy, where's the call to action. It can get lost when you don't know where to put these elements uh, within design. Because you're not a because designer. Not a designer. Yeah. yeah. And that's totally okay. Um, yeah. That's why we put in a copy doc and label it. It's, this is what I want as my headline. This is what I think should be the most important piece of information that people get. And, you know, if there's a subhead or whether or not, you know, you use one or body copy, here's what each element is intended to be and let your designer take that over and mm-hmm. work with them, you know, to... The, the other thing, and I think the, the important thing, you know, as you said, it shows you can collaborate. And one of the things when you collaborate is you realize, ooh, in layout, maybe this headline would work a lot better with one less word. Or, hey, is there any way that you can come up with a subhead? Because I think in design, this would look better if we could could, you know, break up this body copy and make it, you know, look a little bit better or whatever it is. And so that shows then that you know how to refine and edit your copy to work within a design so that the whole the whole thing looks better. Because it's one thing for us to write something and say, oh, this is it. And in a Word doc, it, it feels and looks great. Um, but it has to work within whatever layout it's going into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and on top of all of this, on top of you ending up with really gorgeous spec ads because you've worked with an actual designer, there's one more point that is uh, something that I think people easily overlook. When you are working with designers for your spec ad, you are also simultaneously building your network Mm -hmm. of designers. And what that means is in the future when you are writing for clients and a client says to you, hey, you know, I have this project and, oh, yeah, I'd love to have you write that. Oh, but I don't have a designer. Do you know anybody? You can say, yes, I actually do. I have several. Let me see if either of those are (laughs) available. Several either. Let me see if any of them are available. And on the other side, when you have a network of designers, there are also designers who are pitching themselves for projects. And they have potential clients who are saying, yeah, I really want you to design this for me, but I don't have a copywriter. Do you know anyone? The designers in your network are going, oh, yeah, I do. Let me go see if she's available. So you are increasing the chances of getting work in without you even really having to do much. Yeah. And I will say too, that the end product not only looks better, as you said, but the the whole concept is often better and stronger. You know, I, I love just as much as the next writer to go off into my little corner office here and, and write my copy and kind of be on my own to think, which is great. And that's, you know, depending on how you work, that's often how I kind of do my best brainstorming before I get with someone else and can then bounce ideas off of it. But as soon as you are collaborating with one or, you know, whether it's in a presentation with the client as well, everything is going to be pushed to get it to a better place, to get it to a stronger place than it was. And then that frankly, any of us could do on our own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm reading people's minds, even though we're <laughs> recording it before they're yeah. listening to it. I'm reading people's minds and there are at least a, people, a couple people out there going, well, but I don't want to have to pay a designer. This is going to be so expensive if I have to pay a designer for spec ads. What do we have to say to that? You don't have to pay a designer. Please no, do not. Yeah. don't pay a designer. <laughs> There's don't literally pay. no cost, as we say, besides your the cost of your portfolio and your website and the URL, you know. Yeah. There's, there's no cost that you should be putting no. out of pocket. But at the same time, we are not saying 
scam designers. You're not trying to get them to work for free. That's not what this is about. What you are looking for is you're looking for designers who are the same level of experience you are, who are also trying to build their portfolios. There are designers out there who are like, okay, well, I need to build my portfolio. I need to put some pieces in there and who also need good copy. So what you are looking for is designers that you can work with who need pieces from their who need portfolio pieces, need spec pieces, and need copy because you are a copywriter who needs spec portfolio pieces and need design. So the two of you are coming together to benefit each other. Mm-hmm. And as you are talking to designers, you are explaining to them. You're not asking them to work for free by any means in the in the way that you're not working for free. You are getting something out of it, and they are getting something out of it. You're both getting pieces for your portfolio, um, which is one of the reasons why sometimes people. People will say, well, I reached out to this designer and they were like, well, no, I'm not going to work with you. And okay, if that designer was even a mid-level or senior level designer, of course they're not going to work with you because they don't need pieces for their portfolio. Um, They might be good to have in your network for later on, but you – if you're going to pitch this pitch this as a project to a designer, you need to make sure that it will benefit them. Otherwise, they have no reason to work with you. So you're looking for designers who are also looking to build their portfolio site. Nobody's working for free, not them, not you. You are bartering your services with each other so that you both come away with really great spec pieces. Yeah. And it's not easy by any means. I think this is one of the things that people think it's going to just happen overnight. And you know, you need to start reaching out when you get to that phase in your career where you're starting to write copy and you've, you've you know, practiced and you're like, mm, I need to start creating some spec ads. You want to start reaching out kind of before, you know, if you want it tomorrow, you need to start reaching out a couple of weeks ago <laughs> yeah, and, and get that process moving. Um, you know, there are lots of different places you can look for designers. I think one of the, uh, a lot of folks in the, in the Comprehensive Copywriting Academy have had luck in, in various places, but I think one of the top ones is reaching out to design schools and colleges. So, you know, if there's a local community college or a local college university, um, even high school, if they have those types of programs, kind of reaching out to the professors or the teachers in charge of them and saying, hey, I'd love to, to partner with your students. You know, is there anyone that's interested? Um, that's a great place to look. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook groups as well. You know, there's just like you might starting to be learning copy. There's also people out there, tons of people starting their careers in graphic design. Um and, and frankly, you might introduce the idea to some of them that they hadn't even thought of, of, of working in advertising. You know, there might be folks that are learning design and, oh, I didn't realize that this was, this was an option. Um, and do, doing some of the teaching yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The The key is that, like Kate said, I mean, yes, okay, you could get lucky and reach out to one designer and they're like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> It's more likely that it's going to take a little bit of a little bit of time, a little bit of outreach to find designers. The key is to cast your net far and wide. Mm-hmm. Don't just reach out to one design school or don't just go on LinkedIn and reach out to one designer. That's mm-hmm. not how it works. You need to reach out to design schools, reach out on LinkedIn, post something on to various people on LinkedIn. Um, your personal of network. The correct too. level. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Your personal network. Let people know you're looking for designers. Put something on Craigslist. Um, like Kate said, join Facebook groups. Make sure that your messaging is always very much focused on the benefit for them. You cannot make it sound like you're asking people to work for free because nobody wants to work for free. Mm -hmm. Um, But cast your net far and wide. And you know what? If you put all that stuff out there and you don't get a lot back, then do it again. (laughs) It will happen eventually that you will find 
designers. Mm -hmm. It just, it might take a little bit longer. Kate and I will always say in the group, you know, uh, in our Facebook group, student Facebook group, the the same people who were like, I can't find anyone. (laughs) Two weeks later, we'll be like, I found my my first designer. Mm -hmm. So it's, you just, you do have to put in the steps to find these people, but you will. And then you'll create spec ads and then you'll be good to go. And you'll have a network of designers who are able to refer you for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one question I need to ask is, again, reading people's minds. If you they get to the point and they feel like, I'm still reaching out, I'm still reaching out, I want to pitch. I want to pitch without maybe some spec ads in my portfolio. That's obviously a valid option. But which do you think is is better to to throw a copy doc in your portfolio so people can see the copy you've written or having a really poorly designed spec piece. Mm. Okay, neither or, of guess, those are great. Third option is not putting pieces in your portfolio and pitching with just, you know, a great idea and great value. Yeah. Um, honestly, and, uh, you know, I know that you're leading me, so I know you'll agree. <laughs> the, really, the best option is if your portfolio site isn't done yet, you're working, and you see something that you you really want to pitch, you mm-hmm. see a client that you're really interested in, um, and, you know, if you're in our course, you've been through the, the pitching masterclass, you know how to pitch them well. Um Pitch them. Pitch them. Don't let an opportunity go by just because, well, my portfolio site isn't perfect yet. I don't have three spec ads. Pitch them. Um, Don't wait to put stuff up until you're you're in the perfect mindset to pitch. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be my ideal. Don't put bad design up on your portfolio site. And don't put Word docs up on your portfolio site. In a pinch, if you absolutely had to, Yes, you could put portfolio, I mean, Word docs up on your website. Um, but it's so far from what a portfolio site should actually look like that I would much rather have you or much rather suggest, not, it's not up to me, but I would strongly, strongly suggest if you're in that scenario to pitch, land that client, and then get produced pieces to put mm-hmm. on your portfolio site. But the whole time, still reaching out to designers, still casting your net far and wide because um, they are out there. Yeah. And there are, and like Kate said, there are some designers who won't even realize that they could have really great spec pieces up on their portfolio until you say, yeah, here's what you could do. And here's how you can show off your design work. And here's how you can demonstrate that you can uh, put together a great ad or a great landing page or a great something and work with a copywriter. So there's that education aspect too. Yeah. And they might have a beautifully designed piece, but if just like you aren't a designer, they're not a copywriter. And so it's very clear when they've just thrown in really poor copy into their design. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, again, that the two go hand in hand. So the piece is going to be so much stronger if you have two people who are experts working together to make make a final piece. Um, yeah. And I think the, the other thing, too, that people often get hung up on is is a company going to, you know, is, am I going to be part of a lawsuit because I, I did a spec ad for their company, you know, I used the McDonald's logo or I used, you know, imagery from, from whatever brand. And as long as you're labeling it spec, I know we said this, but to drive it home, the worst thing that's going to happen is someone's going to ask you to take it down. And the chances of them finding your portfolio in the small corner of the internet and, and caring and caring, right. McDonald's doesn't care what you do. And frankly, you're giving them free if it's something good and it's again, good design, good copy. Oh, Hey, Mm -hmm. like, cool. This Mm -hmm. is, you know, 
you're giving spotlight to whatever brand you're choosing to write the spec in for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's long as it's, it's okay. so S P E C, mm-hmm. no K on the end of it. Um, as long as you're labeling it a spec, no company is going to care. Worst, worst, worst case scenario, they might ask you to not use an image. But again, the chances of McDonald's finding your website, mm-hmm. and then the chances of McDonald's absolutely actually caring mm-hmm. about something that you've labeled as spec, which means that you very clearly did not do this work for them, the chances of that are so incredibly, incredibly slim that it's not even worth mm-hmm. thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Put the worries yeah. to rest. <laughs> yes. You're good, guys. You're good. Don't use them as an excuse not to find a designer. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of excuses not get to really do good this. At that. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to do it. So dig in, cast that net far and wide, and keep casting it. So you can get some great spec ads and then move on. Yeah. Okay. So that is uh, that wraps up this episode. Um, but keep sticking with us because we have a lot of questions to answer and a lot of things to teach. So we will catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.